Friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for the podcaster who says, like, you know, for, 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 sorry, uh, I was thinking, did I say the beginning right? And then I was also thinking, you know, people say they're hot. I've heard the term hot under the collar before, but I don't know if I've heard the term warm, warm under the collar. Uh, like, uh, I, don't, I think hot under the collar means you're, you're in a bad mood. But what if there was, can't we have, here's the thing, maybe that's what the, what the world needs now. Not just love, sweet love, but a greater shading of th- things that you say. Well, I'm, I'm more, I'm so, I'm getting slightly warm under the collar. So I'd appreciate if you fold that laundry and put it away. Like that's just, you know, pretty. That's actually a tight. They say, and you say, well, I don't get. No, I get when I'm warm under the collar. Well, if I'm technically, I might may unbutton a button. I may take my shirt off, or change my shirt, or do some change it. But most of the time, I say. You know what? I'm feeling a little warm under the collar before I get hot under the collar. You, and you may be saying to yourself, speaking of getting hot under the collar, where? And for the love of collars, whether they're turned up or down. If a collar frowns, does, does it, here's another question that has nothing to do with it. If, if a collar's up or down, does it have feelings about the direction? It, it, probably not, because you see, I thought this was, is this a sleep podcast? It is. Meant to keep you company, so you're not alone in the deep dark night. To take your mind off stuff, so you could fall asleep. You're the most important part of the show. But this podcast is very different. Uh, not not for everybody. Give it a few tries. See how it goes. Well, the structure of the show is uh, I'm going to do uh, some support for the podcast. Then there'll be an intro to help you ease you into bedtime, and there'll be an episodically modular bedtime story you could listen to in any order. And it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And uh, thanks for making it possible, patrons. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's thoughts you're thinking about. Uh, so things on your mind, you know, thoughts, thinking thoughts. Uh, sometimes my thoughts are about the past, the present, the future. So thoughts... Uh, uh, f- anything if you're feeling physically, physical sensations uh, that may be keeping you awake, uh, anything you're feeling, emotions coming up that are there from the thoughts or the physical sensations or that are just there, whether they're past, present, future. Uh, like there's a, there's some song called Always Something There to Remind Me or something, and I say... In the sound, in the song, I don't even think, I think the song sounds nice. I don't know if it, I don't think it is a nice song. I think it's a forlorn song. And I say, I can relate. My thoughts and feelings are in physical sensations and many, always something there to remind me that it's probably not, even though it's my bedtime, that you see, well, it's not the best time for you to go to sleep. Oh boy, did I have a sleep adventure last night. And when I say adventure, I'm trying to be as positive as I can because it was, uh, it was adventurous. 
but it was kind of like an adventure like Kathleen Turner had in Romancing the Stone, an unplanned adventure. So, okay, so what's key? Oh, so whatever's keeping me, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff because you deserve a good night's sleep. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help uh, because you deserve a good night's sleep. I know how it feels. There's hundreds of thousands of other people right now. And while we might not know exactly what you're going through, a lot of us may be experiencing or have experienced those feelings you might be feeling or those thoughts, uh, the frustration, or that it feels a little bit L-O-N, however you spell that word. Uh, Like, uh, it's not easy in the deep, dark night. That's why we call it that. So this is a reminder that you're not alone because uh, like we hear from a lot of people for, that are in big families, you got a roommate, you got a partner and it still, still feels like you're alone even when they're there and you can't sleep in the deep, dark night. So I'm here to let you know you're not, uh, I can be here for you. Or maybe that reminder that there's other people out there listening to this show will help. But the most important reminder is not only do I know what it feels like sometimes in the deep, dark night, including last night, uh, is uh, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you can rest, a bedtime you can look forward to or feel neutral about uh, because your life will be more manageable. And if it's more manageable, you could be out there flourishing. And, and that makes our world a better place to be in. It's important. It's important to me, at least. That's why I make the show. Uh, but the show is very different. What I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents, which means I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to go off topic. My voice is not traditionally soothing. If if you're waiting for the show to get started, it's already going, and it's going, it's going, it's always going nowhere. That's what they say about sleep with me is that we're always going nowhere. So, yeah, there's uh, there's that. Uh, what else? Uh, so, Sleep With Me, pod- oh, Send My Voice. Oh, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. Uh, so, if, you, if it definitely doesn't, if you're already like, this show does not work for me, uh, check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. There's other sleep podcasts on there and Sleepy Audio. But give it a few tries, because it is different. I'm going to explain some of the differences now. But mainly, it's meant to just keep you company. There's no pressure here to fall asleep. Uh, This is a podcast that's not really here to put you to sleep. It's here to be your friend and to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake, just like a friend would. To be your boar bae, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your neighbor, your boar burr, your your boar bruh, your boar friend. I'm here to be at your side or across the room or on the phone or on call and say, hey, just talk to me for a while. Keep me company so that I can fall asleep or at least I don't feel those other, you know, that I, that, uh, you know, be my, my friend. And this is a virtual version of that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. I hear my internal critics snickering and that's okay. Also, no snickers in bed. I mean, that should be. Maybe, you know, just, well, you know, because those things, they're not, they take forever to clean out, especially if they melt. Uh, not, I probably am speaking from experience. Not, can you imagine, I wonder if I did it at like a go, like what a, like in a sleeping bag. Worst place for a Snickers, sleeping bag has got to be in the top three. 
he'd say, uh, well, I can't wait to snuggle up with you. You got that two-person sleep. Oh, boy, what is it? Oh, it's a Snickers. There's a Snickers? It's Don't worry, it's a Snickers. Yeah, I can't use it. Like, I, I don't think. Uh... So, oh, so sorry, I'm introducing a sleep podcast. So I'm here to keep you company, not really to put you to sleep. Eventually, you'll fall asleep. I'm here. And if you can't, there's listeners out there that are listening just to listen. And so I'm here to the very end, whether you're awake or asleep, that's kind of what works about the show. You don't have to listen. No pressure to fall asleep. Everything's kind of optional. So just chill and barely pay attention to me and see how it goes. But you like occasionally I'm right. You're like, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have a Snickers in a sleeping bag. Though probably in the commercials, they show people. I don't know if, like, recently that's been a thing with advertisements where you say, oh, boy, you know, did you get, they say, this is at Big Ad Central. They say, we're ready to launch on that Snickers campaign. And uh, you, you got all the, we got to edit the, you know, the next few spots. Uh, okay, I'm going over this shot list here. Did you, you don't have any any of people camping with, you know, pure joy, unadulterated joy in camping. Like, uh eating a Snickers, uh, we don't, um, we would have never thought, I mean, I guess we could see, you know, no more s'mores, uh, open it up, eat it. Don't worry about, well, kind of making s'mores is nice though. Well, what about putting a Snickers in between, put a Snickers on a stick. Uh, We tried that. It didn't work. It falls every time. Okay. Well, what if you smush, what if you put a Snickers with marshmallow? Snamores. Okay, this is actually a sleep podcast, so part of my brain is running an imaginary ad agency. Sorry, I'm back. So, oh, so this podcast doesn't work for everybody. Uh, You don't really listen to it. Uh, uh, Give it a few tries. See how it goes. It's structured very specifically. In addition to not really listening to it and not putting you to sleep, the other thing that can throw new listeners off uh, naturally, but it's a friendly reminder for our regular listeners, is the show's designed in a very specific way. And some listeners are able to kind of adjust how they listen. But for the most part, this kind of carries people off into dreamland slowly. And the structure is part of that and part of the goals around the show. So the show starts off with a greeting. So they feel seen and welcome, and you say, okay, I kind of get the tone of the show. Then there's support for the show, whether it's uh, listeners supporting the show directly or listeners supporting sponsors who support the show. And what uh, That makes it possible is that you can listen on almost any podcast app for free whenever you want, as many episodes as you want. Because I found for some people... You know, they, have, they listen to a lot of different episodes, you know, eight, eight or ten episodes a night. So paying for the show is optional, and but those people that do that are, keep it free for everybody. So that's pretty cool. Then there's the intro, which is not part of the sponsorship or the community support. It's its own show within a show. And the, the intro, the intro uh, does two things. It, it introduces the podcast to new listeners. Welcome. It follows a similar structure every single time and takes like 10 to 20 minutes of me trying to introduce the podcast. I see that there's some irony there, but it also like, so for regular listeners, they know what's coming, but they don't know how it's going to be delivered. 
And so they say, well, I don't know if Scoots has ever talked about candy bars and candy bars and sleeping bags. You would have never thought to make it a rule, but they don't mix, uh, plain and simple. Uh, I mean, maybe at some point there has been a, you know, sleeping bag. I don't think there should be because you say, keep it above. Here's the thing. Keep it out. You know, on the, you could create some sort of pocket or something on the outside. This, you know, there you go, Snickers. Make a Snickers sleeping bag with a Snickers pocket on the outside. Uh, probably not the best, depend, you know, but you know what I mean? Like people say, I didn't think you would talk about that. Uh, in a pot. I don't think anybody would think anyone for any reason other than the candy bar cast. Uh, that's the thing. That's a, it's strange. That's a very niche show. It's uh, things interesting to candy bars and people interested in ca- candy, but candy bars, uh, I was making it for a, uh, like, a, 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 you know, like something where candy, you know, when candy bars gain their own sentience and start listening to podcasts, but that's a ways off. I hope, uh, for, I mean, for me, I hope so. And let I me mean, say, well, I never thought I'd end up in a bed with a candy bar, my dear, but, uh, you know, we can't predict the future. So, and that's why I was prepared. Because uh, I'm interested, apparently I'm interested in candy bars. That's probably from watching those move, pre-movie candy bars dancing. Uh, oh boy, holy, how did I get in a conversation with Freud there? But uh, it wasn't even because it was right on the nose. Okay, so, uh, oh, so the intro goes on and on and on. But part of the reason it goes on and on and on is that it it, it it eases you into bedtime. It gives a twilight between being awake and going to sleep. So for a lot of listeners, it's part of their wind down, whether they're getting ready for bed, they're doing a relaxing activity, or just chilling out, lying around, they're in bed getting comfortable. Small percentage of people are already asleep. We're happy for them. A small percentage of people just skip ahead. But the intro, it's just one of the things I've seen work over and over again is that it eases you into bedtime. So that's the intro. Then again, there's more support between the intro and the show, so the show could be free and come out twice a week. Uh, Then there will be a story. Uh, Tonight uh, it'll be, uh, I think, uh, uh, tonight it'll be an episode of uh, Ted Lasso, and uh, we're catching up on that, uh, learning and lolling with Lasso. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. And like I said, I guess I teased at that uh, I didn't sleep good last night. So last night, uh, the night before, I hadn't slept well. had trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep. Uh, so two nights ago. Or no, that was three nights ago. Because two nights ago, then I went to bed early. And I said, holy cow, I got a great night's sleep. Not according to my sleep tracker, but I said, who's, who's asking? It said, uh, you are. So then last night I said, okay, I, I was reading and I was trying to, like, I was trying to read until I was like, couldn't keep my eyes open, right? Until I was, my body was ready to go to bed. And then I was like, turn out the lights to go to bed. Now I'm dog sitting. So, uh, and Co sleeps in my room. And then at some point in the middle of the night, what I thought was the middle of the night, Koa suddenly, and this cat happens fast with Koa, she needed her ear cleaned. And she was letting me know that by pacing around and shaking her head. And this was like, and then I got, I said, okay, like, let me get up. I said, let's go clean your ear, uh, clean your ear out a little bit. Sounds like you got some wax in there bugging you with the temperature change and all that. 
But, you know, I can say that, but that's not Koa's, Koa's idea, like, uh, Koa views the ear cleaning as, a, like, beyond much more than a minor inconvenience, uh, an affront to her dignity, I would say. Even though I said, you know, you're shaking your head there, that's a sign to me I got to clean your ear. So none of it went as smooth as that, but that's basically, uh, it took, like, a while, uh, I said, well, let me just get in there and clean it a little bit uh, or clean, you know, I like, uh, let me do, let me do the process, uh, but also involved, you know, uh, begging, pleading, commanding, moving, readjusting, and then I'm dog sitting. And then the other dog got up, I guess, uh, just in case there was going to be any T-R-E-A-T-S's or something. And she was just observing this madness, uh. With me pleading and then saying, it's, you know, like work, work in this. Uh, it was like the seven stages of dog ear cleaning uh, at the, you know, in the middle of the night. And I did say to myself halfway through it, like I said, okay, well, I'll go down and read for a while. Because part of me, you know, little kid was like, it's one thirty in the morning. Uh, so then I went back down after everything got calm. And then I read for a while. And then actually I did fall asleep. Then my alarm went off uh, and I said, you know, that's definitely, I definitely didn't get enough sleep. So then I kind of, then I thought I shut it off and then it didn't, I, like snooze did. And then, but then I, I got some extra sleep. Uh, it all worked out. I, I mean, uh, I guess we'll see how things go tonight. But every night's an adventure. Last night was an event, like I said, an event. choose your own adventure. No, thank you. They say the night of the dog's ear cleaning. Choose your own adventure. No, no thanks. I'll pass on that. So that's it. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I really appreciate you coming by. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks again. And here's a couple ways I'm able to do this for you for free twice a week. All right, buddy. Scoot's here lulling with lasso. Lulling and learning with lasso. Uh, we'll read through my notes first, and then we'll watch the episode, season one, episode seven. Uh, black screen, but we hear Nate, Nate saying, no, no, no. Very clean under bus, uh, pause. Oh, so I think, I, I think that means it wants me to pause on Ted's screen. But then I figured it out as Bryant's barbecue. FaceTime with Sun. John and George, uh, la, la, lax propulsion, luxury, popular, FaceTime with Sun, John and George, lounge, population, Everton, British flams for Rebecca, interesting, hoo-hoo girls, trip, uh, Keeley, totally, Messes with Rebecca. Higgins is off the jet. Can you imagine? Keeley on. Keeley says that. Can you imagine? Keeley says, yeah. Uh, Higgins' son, Keeley on. Oh, Han on the jet. Uh, Not Han, solo on the jet. Keeley's on the jet. Higgins is off. Sunglasses off. You're not even not, not even on the bus, Higgins. You're staying here doing work that doesn't matter. Um, lasso happy team not except Danny. 
board confront conflicts uh, Ted or Beyonce and Jay Z. Oh, Beard comforts Ted uh, on Beyonce, Jay Z, which didn't happen. But Ted says, "Why the glum faces? Did Jay Z and uh, Beyonce split up? Uh, we've never won in Everton in sixty years." O'Brien tore his behind. Uh, Will here bar to change uh, hamstring to behind. Oh, beard beard changes on the board. Uh, he, he changes hamstring to behind. Uh, no goals. Relegation. Definition. Departure of Jamie. Scotch eggs. Oh, let's look up Scotch egg right now. While we're le- live learning with from Lasso, Scotch egg. S C O T C H. Egg is a food. Uh, I think you can get this in uh, in one of the theme parks. It's a boiled egg wrapped in sausage meat, coated in breadcrumbs, and baked or deep deep fried. I probably had it. Uh, it comes from 1809. Goes back to in the dictionary. It may have been 1805. As a cold item, uh, Fort Fortnum and Mason claims to have invented it in 1738, but uh, based on archival material, they may have popular, popularized it. It is generally believed uh, that they were uh, encountered in the Raj, uh, maybe called uh, Kofta. Uh, which is meatball, uh, Narcissus meatballs. Uh, other claims include uh, the name coming from a nickname, uh, culinary delights of, delights of Yorkshire. They originally originated in Whitby. They were supposedly named after William J. Scott and Sons, a well-known eatery that sold the item. However, that does not fit with the known use of the term. So we have a mystery. Maybe they were called scorch eggs as they were cooked over an open flame. Uh, though surviving recipes say they were deep fried in lard. Scotching is a culinary process. Uh, so it's cool. We got ourselves a mystery. Uh, the mystery of the scotch egg that, that, that fits. Actually, Ted Lasso in the mystery of the scotch egg. Or the diamond dogs in the mystery of the scotched egg. Diamond Dogs Mysteries, The Case of the Scotch Egg, The Case of the Scotch Egg. Yeah, there you go. The Case of the Scotch Egg, Another Diamond Dogs Mystery. Mystery solved if you watch the next episode after this one, or at least uh, talked about in an adult way, with an, and not adult way, and, and uh, for the best, for a solution that works for the person asking it. Lost or um, oh, last one's a scotched egg that confuses reporters. Uh, also, I noticed I really got a lot out of this scene. I mean, I'll talk about it now versus when we watch it. So, again, if you're talking about learning from Lasso, again, realize it's a fictional character, but these we got some big episodes. The, The next one is a huge one. As far as like learning uh, behavior, but I think this one really shows to me as someone who is strange, uh, 
but I don't, I'm not able to lean into my strangeness with wild abandon like Ted does or just be myself. Uh, like I have a governor on me or whatever, you know, I said, whoa, 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 don't, don't make jokes that are like totally confusing and may flop for the love of joking and expressing yourself with whimsy and just putting it out there and then they'll figure it out and they'll get something out of it either way or just be yourself. Those may be rules that I'm trying to project onto Ted, but he, that's what he does. He says he makes a joke. Uh, it's actually a regional joke, uh, mixed with, uh, like a, whatever, an American idiom. I don't know. Making an idiom out of me and me, you know, making an idiom out of I do, I do make an idiom out of I and me. If there was an E, I do of me make an idiot, you know, but, uh, so he just says it in the reporter's kind of, I've seen that look that the reporters share and it, and, and unlike Ted, who just gets on the bus, he just, you know, says, bless when there's a scotch egg. And they look at each other and they say, what? What is he talking about? But they say it in a way that I would say is bemused or slightly amused, or at least you could say neutral. There's no malice there. But I project, if it was me, I would project onto those two reporters. And their confusion would, would uh, make me feel not comfortable. So that's one thing I can learn from Ted. Just put it out there, man. It doesn't matter. And by him being, and the real reality is he's being vulnerable or he is comfortable enough to be himself, which is in itself a, a form of like organic vulnerability or something. Again, yes, I know, Brain, he's a fictional character and not real, but uh, the fact remains uh, that we're making a sleep podcast about this. So I really liked that scene. It was, just, I really thought, uh, I, like those two, uh, actors, uh, that were just had that one scene, they brought a lot to the scene as well as Ted, uh, Ted did. Oh, my brain said Ted's not, oh, okay. Uh, okay. So let's move on because, uh, uh, are you uncomfortable, Brain, with me talking about Ted's vulnerability? Or it's not a it's not a zero sum game. Ted can be confidently vulnerable, and it doesn't mean we're any less than Ted. Uh, and uh, yeah, Ted can be a confidently vulnerable imaginary character. Yes. Okay, so uh, something reporters nice bus i put it really is a nice bus uh, then they grab nate oh, ted, you know ted doesn't forget anybody uh hotel at the hotel keely and rebecca have the presidential suite no tip cash tip and no an image in his mind uh anniversary weekend big hug oh long hug uh I think this is Rebecca and Keely. Rebecca and Keely have long hugs, and then um, Rebecca's friend shows up. But we'll get to all that. Uh, Nate hands out keys. Uh, keys. Uh, he also talks about uh, the furniture rule. Movie night, fifty-one uh, Ted talks about ha- Sammy. Ha- like, I love how he, he sets it up and then over explains it. Uh, sleep with me, ask, but also, uh, like, by 
saying something and then addressing it in the beard and beard having the look, uh, they cover everything. Cause he says, uh, my favorite, uh, lead singer of Van Halen, Sammy Hagar. And then he looks to beard to see, and he says of the Sammy Hagar, you know, not named David Lee Roth or whatever of the Sammy Hagar era, or maybe he said best album. Is Duff, uh, what is that? Oh, is DLR. We're back on phone with concierge, uh, steakhouse. She sees, she hears Keeley talking, but we realize that Keeley's on the resort hotel TV channel. She's the host. Past is a past. Allo, stinky. Oh, this is where uh, she shows up. Old gray walnuts, uh, Flow, meet Keeley. Six years, uh, sassy. Keeley hugs sassy. Uh, the team is watching Iron Giant. Let's look that up. No phones. Uh, Isaac kind of gives somebody a look. It's been a while. I don't think I've seen Iron Giant in this era of uh, clear-mindedness for me. Maybe I have, but I don't think I have. It's a Brad Bird film, uh, but it's from Warner Bros. Uh, it was Brad Bird's director, director, directorial debut based on a 68 novel, The Iron Man. But it was published in the U.S. as The Iron Giant, uh, uh, scripted by Tim McConley's uh, story treatment by Bird. Wow, Jennifer Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., Vin Diesel, James Gammon, Cloris Leachman, John Mahoney, Eli, John Mahoney, and many more. Uh, centers on a boy uh, in 1957 who befriends a giant robot. Uh, so, yeah, should, I could have to rewatch that uh, with clear head. Uh, well, this is interesting, though. I jumped to the film's development began in 1994 as a musical with uh, the involvement of Pete Townsend from The Who. Though the project took root once Bird signed on as director and they started working on the screenplay in 1996. It was animated using traditional animated with computer-generated imagery to animate the uh, Iron Giant and other effects. Understaffed crew of the film completed in half the time in the budget of other animated features and uh, came out in 1999, underperformed $31 million against a production budget of 50 but that was because it wasn't really well marketed. And uh, there was another, like, oh, they had pulled back after another hadn't worked out. Uh, it was not nominated for nine Annie Awards, uh, and it did gather quite a following, as, I mean, obviously, is seen in this uh, film. Oh, this, I mean, uh, episode of Ted Lasso. Okay, Ted, Beard, Nate, your opinion, no, excuse me. At least he did not uh, shame 74 months uh Grown men crying. Okay, we'll figure out what that means later. Divin fun. Dirt shade. Still on fire. Dinner fun. I don't know what dirt shade is. 
uh, still on fire. Ted at uh, front desk. Uh, fl- the the comedy of the calls at the front desk. At, he says, "Did you uh, try flushing it again, but harder?" Then they make fax machine jokes. Uh, Ted meets sassy smart sassy Smurf. Uh, I'll let you know. Uh, uh, then he's on the phone again. He says, "I'll let you know how the trial goes." Uh, the, the the front desk person. Rough go for, for rough go for front desk guy or no go. I think it says rough. It doesn't work out for him because he says, well, hello, sassy Smurf. Uh, back to the table. Sassy goes back to the dinner table. I just met the Marlboro man. How'd you, how did Rebecca get the name Stinky? It was in year seven of school, Rebecca's first day. Then Rebecca leaves, and Keila says, I love you and Rebecca. And she goes, that's not Rebecca. Rebecca is silly and strong like this woman, but she's not cold. And Rebecca's a good singer. And then we go to Ted's room, hotel room. He's two, at least two drinks deep. Lots of bangs. Oh, yeah, his, his hair's down in his bangs. Uh, I'm surprised that's accurate. Uh, lots of bangs, place buzz. Uh, Phone buzzes, uh, good news. You don't need to fax it. You can take a picture. Joe Arthur barbecue. That's Ted's shirt or hats, a note under the door. And, uh, Ted is grouchy. He, it's Nate. He push, pulls, pushes under, pulls it back, pushes under, and then he yells at Nate's past curfew. Turns on Keeley's resort TV. Ted passes out. Then we're at Gooderson Park, uh, and Higgins house getting snacks. Ted asks Nate to speak. Asks to speak with Nate. He properly apologizes and says, "Nate, I love your thoughts. You should do the talk before the game." Nate says, "Are you drunk?" And Ted says, "No, you're going to read this uh, to the team." And Nate, the great. Uh, also, I noticed blue, red, and yellow magnets on the um, planning board for the game. Uh, cheers for Nate as he starts, uh, but then he just does very. Uh, Direct feedback uh, uh, from other coaches in front. Un, unmount Isaac. Oh, yo, yo, you got this. Oh, no, Isaac tries to help him. Looking tough is different than being tough, Isaac. Uh, Sam second guesses himself. Colin, uh, you try to overstep like you're a Brazilian player. Uh just makes me laugh. Danny says, roast me, amigo. And uh, he says, uh, like, uh, you, 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 he goes, you, you love, you say that football's life, but you don't play defense. He says, tough but fair. Ted whispers something, but I don't know what it was to Nathan. I think to Nathan. Then Roy stands, uh, pulls out, he pulls the paper, he says, say it to my face. Uh, and this is really a caring moment. It, it like really turned fast and well and against expectations and, and, and into depth. It turned not just into comedy, but to deep, deep comedy or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But he says, uh, you know, geez, say, say to me, well, you're old and you're slow. Your focus drifts. But anger's always been your superpower. 
you were you felt like in past you were angry at the grass uh and it's still in there that anger roy so don't keep it to yourself and again how he dials down his uh, speaking because it says uh because i'm afraid what it'll do to you and then roy contemplates that in a physical way and he says let's go get them Nate's stunned, Beard smiles, not just once, but twice, and Nathan smiles. Then we hear the over thing, Richmond won, one nil. Roy scored a goal. They go into the locker room, they cheer. Roy hops on the thing, we're going out on the town. Keeley, what are we doing? I think that Roy and Keeley also shared a look. Uh, we're going to rub it in the city's face. Uh, where Keeley? Where Keeley karaoke? Then we go to Sam, who's singing Wonderwall. Wonderwall, right? That was the song Sam was singing uh, really well, and a good song for Sam. Then Rebecca Sassy, Sassy D, Rebecca apologizes. Uh, Rebecca shrugs, Beard, he's singing Bad Romance, I think. He's a wild man, and then he goes quiet, so... I feel like the beard would be more like one of my roommates, but a lot of times I can act like that where I'm over the top and then I immediately go into my subdued mode. And he says, You're, who's next? Uh, and it's Rebecca to the best friend I had and her daughter, Nora. She sings Let It Go. Beautiful singing. Everyone is full attention. But we rest on Ted's hands who are clasped. Uh, Roy is next to Keeley. And then Ted's fingers are, uh, you can tell something's going on. He go, leaves. He has to go out of the back room and through a club. Then Ted sits down. He's kind of having a moment. Ted, Dad, Ted, it's Rebecca. It's so, oh, she says, try to breathe. Uh, stay calm. And Ted's, you know, he's like, oh, and she goes, it's going to be okay. She even touches his face. Come on. Come on. Here we go. They have a graffiti wall behind graffiti. As uh, uh, Jamie would say, graffiti uh, behind them, graffiti. I don't know. No, not graffiti. 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 I should have just stuck with whatever I said. Ted walks back to the hotel. Focus, uh, Ted. Rebecca. Oh, I love how the focus went from Ted to Rebecca. Ted. Ted to Rebecca. So, like, you, like again, they, they're really using the camera to kind of show some of these changes. Uh, show, don't tell, baby. That's what they're doing. It really subtext through the, through the imagery. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, again, they play it to focus cause you, so you can see Rebecca's uh, thinking about reacting and how Ted's feeling. Ted get, gets back to the hotel, sits down. Uh, at some point, I think when he's crouched with Nate, he knocked over his army person from his son. He sets it back up, signs a paper, takes a picture. Ted's face. Uh, then post bar or karaoke. Sassy still wants to keep keep at it. Keely and Rebecca are going home, but Keely's going to walk home with Roy. Again, we see another Rebecca reaction. Which, again, you could kind of take however you want it, uh, but it is showing us something. Then Ted and Keeley, no, no, Roy and Keeley are in the hall. Roy moves in for a big kiss, uh, 
and then uh, nods uh, and says, good night, Keely. I love it. She stares after him, checks her breath. Uh, Rebecca's at the bar uh, waiting. Um, She's got a little date planned. She gets a text from Ted. Ted's in bed. There's a knock on his door. It's sassy. She walks in. And that's the end of the episode. But yeah, let's roll it up here. Let me get everything under control. Okay, according to the um, subtitles there, let's see. Let me bounce back. And he says no about 10 times. Let me see if I can count. 10, 11, Trevor, no. Nate wants to do some spatial relations. Uh, otherwise, things would move about, but people are putting bags in behind him. Trevor really shouldn't be working there. Team in Liverpool, Everton is uh, Bryant Barbecue. Bryant's Barbecue. Okay, we got a roll, big guy. Mom wants to talk to you. And talk about the Beatles. His ex-wife says, hey, can you get the, I know it's tough, but can you get the paperwork done? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll sign it and send it over. Good luck tomorrow. We'll be watching. All right. Uh, Ted closes it. Uh, Then we see Rebecca's got a happy anniversary, like spam email, 20% off flowers or something. Uh, from Blooming Brilliant Flowers. She looks off. Uh, Keely says, Woohoo, girls trip to Liverpool. Up front, I'm flattered. You asked me. You know, we're both single. Uh, it's going to be cool. Uh, and she goes, uh, This is platonic or not? Or plutonic? Uh, not messing with you. Thought you were serious. I mean, can you imagine? And Keely says, Oh, yeah. And Higgins is in a good mood because uh, he likes flying in the jet. As all, I mean, anybody that flew in a private jet, I'm sure. But she's totally uh, says you're staying home. Okay, who's ready to show Everton? We're in the locker room. Danny is woohoo. Why is everybody so down in the dumps? Is the Beyonce no nothing like that? Thank goodness. Uh, Beard gets the chills. Uh, What's going on? We're fine. Really? Oh, yeah. Fine. Well, we all, we never win at Everton, and it's not fun. When was the last time you won? 60 years ago. Whoa, boy. Okay. You know, we're bummed out. O'Brien's uh, behind us, uh, you know, four weeks behind uh, training. And uh, uh, Sohol is uh, going to fill in uh, from Montreal. Saro, Saro. Uh, Ted says Zorro, as that probably would happen if I was saying it like as a presentation or something. He says, all right, let's go. Reporters grab Ted. Uh, with Jamie being gone, you haven't even scored any goals. Worried about relegation, two games left. Uh, uh, what about the definition? Uh, they don't know. It's too bad about Jamie leaving, uh, you know, get a connection to your players. Uh, and, you know, that connection is more important than the game, which the reporter marks takes to heart. Last one's a scotch egg. They do share a bemused look. Uh, I would not say it's amused. Uh, 
but may I may I may not know the definition of bemused either. Nate hops out. Nate's always in tracksuit. I wonder how many different tracksuits he the character owns. And then we're at the hotel checking in. Uh, no, like uh, Rebecca and I are gonna hang. That's your tip. Thinking about that. Uh, it's more than a cash tip. Uh, Rebecca says, "Listen, I'm a little stressed. This is my anniversary weekend from my previous marriage, uh, and spending alone." Keely gives her a long, long hug. Rebecca even says, "Oh, that's a long hug." Reminds me of a long hug I had not that long ago. I said, "That's a long hug." Uh, don't ship the furniture. Don't you know? Move it. Don't take it. Don't send it home. Don't send it to other hotels. Isaac. Movie night or pillow fight. Movie night fifty one fifty. Uh, post DLR era. That's what he says. All right, howdy neighbor. Uh, Rebecca calls. Uh, where's uh, our uh, champagne and Shipley Steakhouse? Uh, Business center's open 24 hours a day. What? And that's where Kaylee's just watching herself on the TV. And she's got crimped hair. So I don't know what, how old the thing is supposed to be. But obviously, no matter what, it'd be like, okay, now the whole team's going to be making fun of me. But this weekend is moving forward. Uh, Rebecca reminds her. Then there's a knock at the door. It's sassy. Hello, stinky. Look at this room. And uh, old gray walnuts. Who's he? She Russian? Uh, no. I love you. Flo Collins, my best mate since we're little. She's also single. She's got a 12-year-old daughter named Nora. And I haven't been in touch with her in six years. Uh, and uh, Sassy tries to shake Keely's hand, but Keely gives her a huge like hug. Uh, after uh, she was, she says, I took a, a champagne from the hall. Uh, so Keely uh, loves hugging. Uh, I'm Keely, by the way. Then we see some scenes from the Iron Giant uh, team watching. Isaac saying, No phone use during the thing. Uh, pizza, coaches talk and strategy. Uh, if you were me, Nate, what would you tell him? No. I want your opinion. Uh, you got an opinion? Yeah. No, I can't tell it to you. What are you afraid is going to happen? That you won't like my idea and you'll, uh, I'll have to move back in with my parents. I say, Nate thinks like me. Uh, and then Ted says, okay, I got to look this stuff. I got to deal with some stuff. I'll see you in the morning. Keep an eye on these guys. Uh, 74 minutes in this movie, they're going to be weeping. And Beard says, me too. And uh, they talk about Elton John at uh, Rebecca's wedding. And they're laughing, having fun, flirting with the waiter. Uh, Sassy's very forward. Uh, even Keely, like, blushes almost. Uh, Sassy's like, Rebecca, you don't smoke? Uh, I got to go get a smoke. Uh, she heads off. That's when she passes Ted. Flush it again, but harder. How can I help you? A fax machine. Everybody finds that amusing. 
I think in the U.S. though, some hotels still have fax machines. Uh, what is it, 1997? Ted says, yeah, I'm going to travel back in time. Uh, and they, they have, you know, Ted Sassy. Oh, like Sassy Smurf. I don't think there was a Sassy Smurf. Uh, too bad. Uh, I would have liked that. And then he, it was a call with another concierge, I guess, with the concierge, the front desk, uh, where they're talking about, I'll let you know how the trial goes. Uh, Sassy says, geez, a Magnum PI there. I thought I'd floor with him and see what happens, but, uh, oh, well. And she heads off. Uh, we see everybody uh, watching the Iron Giant with tears. Sassy reports back to Keeley uh, about the Marlboro Man, tells her about how she, could, you know, was jealous of uh, Rebecca, so she called her Stinky. And uh, to the ties that bind us to Rebecca, that's not Rebecca. My Rebecca is not that cold, so that's uh, Rupert's, you know, uh, thing. Uh, and uh, you're going to love Rebecca when she finally comes out. What about the bill? Oh, I got Rebecca had gotten it. Uh, do you want to pretend to pay? Oh, yeah, I used to always do this. Oh, Rebecca, I can't believe you paid. I was just going to pay. Then Ted's room, okay, yeah, the armory person is standing up, the figure right now. Ted goes to pick up the pen. The pen is on his left. Uh, Looks himself in the mirror, bangs down. His hair's much curlier than me, though. Gets the phone. You could just take a photo and send it, email it to me. Ted sits back, hand on his head. That's when the note tries to go under, under, and out. Nate, uh, what are you doing? Sorry. Just my thoughts on the team. Go, it's past curfew. Get out of here. Oh, it's when Ted throws the note that he knocks over the, the figure. Then he gets in bed, turns on the TV, lays back, starts watching the hotel channel, karaoke, pubs, and clubs. Uh, Ted falls asleep very fast. Goodrison Park, Arlo White, Chris Paul, Hagen's family with two bowls of snacks. Uh, somebody has OJ for the game. Richmond in 18th place, now or never. Uh, it was the last time Elvis's number one that they won. Ted asked to speak with Nathan. Uh, sorry, I had to apologize. You know, I tore your head up, uh, raised my voice. Uh, okay, thanks. Uh, also, I read your thoughts. They're great. Uh, I agree with them, but I can't say this to the team. They need to hear it, yeah, from you. And Nathan says, I don't know. And Ted says, don't worry about it. It'll be fun. And he says, Ted says, I feel like you've heard enough from me, so I'm going to hand it over to my buddy Nate the Great here. And Nate takes a breath. Uh, everybody crosses their arms. Go ahead, Nate, you got this. Uh, and uh, he says, okay, Isaac. Uh, Isaac says, go ahead, man, you can do this. Uh, and that's uh, so when Nate he looks at Ted. Ted nods. Beard looks at Ted. And he says, Nate, uh, you act tough. Uh, you're more concerned with that than being tough. 
Sometimes you can do that without being physical. I hope you don't mind me saying, Sam. Sam says, oh, he says, you, you're, you can be indecisive. You're second guess. And then Nathan starts to pick up uh, steam. Uh, Colin, with your stepovers. Uh, uh, he goes, quit trying to play like somebody you're not. Uh, now he's like a comedian. Uh, uh, Rojas, roast me, amigo. You're de- you got to play some defense. Uh, can't even cover whoever you're supposed to be marking. Uh, oh, he said uh, the name of the show. Uh, uh, to Beard, I think that's what Ted Whispers to Beard. Is that when I said... Uh, I see, uh, Ted whispers, yeah, and then Beard shushes him. Tough but fair. Right, Roy. Roy stands. Walks up to Nate. Nate gulps. Uh, towers over him. Go ahead, say what you're going to say. Uh, just, just say it to my face, not with the paper. Just say it. Uh, that's when he says it. Uh, great Roy Kent. Uh, getting older. Your slow, focused drifts, uh, speeding your sparring smarts won't work made you what you are. It was your anger superpower. Best midfielders in the history of the league, uh, but we haven't seen it. Uh, uh, like you used to kick the ball hard and be mad at the grass. Uh, it's still in there. He touch out, touches Roy's chest. Uh, I'm afraid of what it'll do to you if you keep it all to yourself. And now he has everybody in the room's attention. And it worked because Roy, uh, he moves the bench, relocates it, and he says, let's go get them. And uh, Ted almost smiles there. Uh, Then he just raises his eyebrows while Beard smiles. And he says, oh, wait, no, he does whisper something to Nate. Let me see. Sorry. Um, and, uh, Beard picks up the paper and gives it back to him. Told you it'd be fun. But the thing I was wondering was actually, he said, oh, the name of the show Sex in the City, uh, to Beard says, shush. And then the impossibles happen. Richmond have won, one nil. Rare goal from Roy Kent, uh, brilliant today, like a man possessed. And everybody's cheering, Richmond, Richmond, Richmond. Rebecca, Sassy, and Keeley come in. Keeley starts hugging everybody. Congratulations. I want you to introduce my friend. Oh, Sassy Smurf. Oh, Marlboro Man. Nice to meet you. Uh, Keeley says, hey, I didn't know you were here. Surprise. Uh, I thought you bought you a lot this weekend because you're on the TV with crimped hair. And then Roy says, all right, listen up. We're going out on the town. Keeley, what is, it? What, what is there to do in town? Where are we going? Uh, I don't know. Let me help her up here. Well, Liverpool has a lot to offer. Pubs to clubs. Uh, karaoke. I said, maybe. Sam sings. Uh, sorry. You're going to be the one that saves me. Saves me. Because after all, you are Sam's wonder wall. <laughs> Some of the guys have their shirts off and they're singing along. Sassy heads out for a smoke. Rebecca says, I'm going to join you. Ted's clapping along. Uh, Sassy says, what's up with the Marlboro man? I kind of like him. Uh, and uh, Rebecca says, geez, I'm sorry. I haven't kept in touch. Uh, 
I'm glad to see you. I'm glad you're here. Hey, I'm really sorry. Uh, kind of just uh, disappeared from your life. And she says, thanks for saying that. They give each other a hug. Uh, and she goes, okay, well, now it's time to get outside of this Rupert stuff. Uh, and, uh, you you know, you made your choices. Uh, now you can make new choices. Uh, I'll always be your biggest defender, but, you know, you're owning up to the part you played. Okay, you're right. And then Keely says, where'd you guys go? Uh, I was worried you left without me. Come on, Rebecca, your song's up. Uh, I didn't put a song in. Well, maybe somebody did for you. Who could have done that, says Sassy. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> Beard is really singing it. Uh, he's got a style and shirt on, too. Uh, really like his shirt. And also looks like it's like a material that's like perfect for karaoke because it is wicking uh, and breathable, but not cotton, like where it would absorb sweat. Uh, and Rebecca gets up to sing. Sassy's like streaming it to Nora because she says this goes out to Nora or she, yeah, she's recording it for Nora. Snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. Kingdom of Isolation. Looks like I'm the queen. She even points. Uh, winds howling, swarming storm inside. Heaven knows that I've tried. Uh, let it go. You don't have to let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Roy is actually kind of singing along. Uh, Colin and Isaac are rocking back and forth. Uh, Sam is cheering her on. Ted's uh, moving his fingers. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away and slam the door. So it's interesting, even that kind of subtext. Uh, Ted has to leave. Uh, Cold never bothered me anyway. He heads out. has to go through a club where... Yeah, oh boy, he was going to, if you, well, yeah, there's stuff going on in the club. He sits down outside and Ted, Dad, Ted, Dad, it's Rebecca. Ted, are you okay? It's okay. You're, it's okay, Ted. Uh, just try to breathe. Uh, I don't know. And she says, yeah, you just got to breathe. Uh, just breathe. And uh, she says, don't worry, Ted. You're all right. She touches his face. Uh, there we go. There we go. Come on. Going to be okay. Come on. And she, Ted starts to breathe. Uh, there you go. And Ted says, I got to call tonight. I'm going to go back to the hotel and get some sleep, you know. You want me to walk you back? No. Do you want to take my car? No. I'm I'm okay. And she says, all right. Uh, Ted says, just let Beard know I went back. Uh, and she goes, okay, you get home. Okay, thanks. Good night. Ted walks off. Uh, Rebecca watches him. Ted's uh, bent over. We see Rebecca's face there. Ted's in his room. Sits down. Probably took a shower. He looks uh, fresh. Uh, his hair, he doesn't have bangs anymore. His hair's, you know, combed. Again, we see. That, that is his left hand. Uh, that's cool. 
Got something in common with Ted Lasso, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're both left-handed. Takes a picture of it and shakes his head a little. Breathes. Uh, his eyes are sad. His eyes are red. Puts his phone back down, looks at himself in the mirror. Camera looks at him. Ted kind of tries to smile, but he can't almost. I never noticed that on the first few watches. Uh, then uh, we should take the sassy wants to keep going with the guys. Uh, <laughs> Danny only has his jacket on, uh, no shirt. Uh, oh, I can't find my shirt. Uh, there, there's like also comments going on in the background. Uh, uh, Keely's going to walk back with Roy. Rebecca says, okay, cool. That's cool. Uh, I'll be fine. Really? Yeah. My anniversary was yesterday, Rebecca says, so I'm not worried about it anymore. And Keely and Roy step off together. Rebecca smiles, frowns, smiles. Uh, Keely gets to her room. This is me. Yeah, I'm sharing a suite with Rebecca. And Roy just goes in for a kiss. Uh, one, two, three, embrace. Uh, four, five, six. Kind of, kind of six kiss, six move kiss or something. He says, good night. All right, good night. And then walks off. She's like, what the heck? Uh, checks her breath. Uh, so Rebecca's having a drink in her purse. Uh, She's, uh, Ted sends her a thank you message, uh, and it's, uh, almost, uh, so it's not the next day when she gets a message, still Saturday, and can I see a couple of interesting shots, then a shot at Ted in bed, Ted's watching something, actually, he smiles, uh, gets out of bed. Sassy just like uh, has her head turned, walks right into the room, uh, right past Ted, and the episode comes to a close. So another great episode of Learning from Lasso. Uh, good night, everybody.